Well, hey there, podcast listener. How are you today? Like, really? Because if I could be honest, you're looking a little stressed out. And that's okay, because I've got your back. Because if you are feeling stressed out with life and work, left to feel unfulfilled, stuck, and ready for a new chapter to begin, well, I'm inviting you to change that. Because I want you to sit down with me and let's figure out a plan together, your life's roadmap, taking you from where you are right now and getting you to where you want to be. All you have to do is head on over to workwithkevin.coach. That is workwithkevin.coach to sign up. Until then, enjoy today's episode. You've changed. Everybody else hasn't changed, but you've changed from that experience. And I think if we could pivot a little bit differently and hold a perspective of this is what I saw, wow, we should be really grateful for X in our day to day because I think that is something that just resonated with me a lot when I would come home from all of my journeys. And, you know, I would get overwhelmed. I would come back and growing up at Target and Walmarts and that wasn't really a big thing. And I come back and I'm like, oh my God, 200 cereals. (laughs) Exactly. Welcome to the Lowdown with Kevin Lowe. The podcast shining light on the inspiring stories of ordinary people choosing to live out anything but ordinary lives, all in the hope that you will be inspired to live out your best life. Because this life, it's meant to be lived, and this podcast is meant to inspire you to do it. What's going on and welcome to the podcast. My name is Kevin Lowe, the host and creator of The Lowdown with Kevin Lowe. And you're tuning in today for what is episode 111. First and foremost, welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time joining me, well, welcome. Please be sure to hit that follow button wherever you are listening to this podcast so that you never miss another episode. Now, if you're an old timer, well, welcome back. And thanks for being a tremendous supporter of the show. Today, I'm in the studio with Julianne Bosch. Julianne is pretty much the perfect example that women are just far superior to us guys. (laughs) Why do I say that? Well, because listen to this lady's bio. The lady does it all, and I feel like she's not stopping anytime soon. Julianne is the mother to three, wife of one, and citizen to the entire world. Because Julianne has lived as an expat, moving her family 13 times around the world. Today, even with her children grown and out of the house, she still finds herself traveling, jetting from coast to coast in the United States, going where her husband's job takes him. Now, Julianne, she was fortunate in the fact that She realized when she turned 50 that it was time for her to make a career transition. And so she entered herself into the realm of coaching. Today, Julianne is a CEO to moms as well as life and career coach. She works with people all over the world, drawing on her own expertise as somebody who's lived all over the world. 
Julianne is a total just ray of sunshine who gave me such just a positive outlook on life from merely talking to her. And if all of that wasn't enough, she's also a published author. Her book, How a Mother Took Her First Step on the Moon, was an idea she came up with when she was turning 50 years old on how to give something to her children. And well, as if the woman isn't incredible enough, she decided that would be a book. We're going to learn all about this book as well as more books that she has coming down the line. Again, Julianne is an absolutely beautiful woman with an amazing outlook on life and just her spirit about her is sure to leave you smiling and thinking to yourself, wow, what else can I do in my everyday life to be a little bit more like Julianne Bosch? If you find yourself loving today's episode, please be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that's ideal, or wherever it is. Scroll down, leave a rating and review. It just helps to be sure that other people find the podcast. And well, it also just gives me a little boost of a reminder that, hey, people are actually listening and liking what I'm doing. So again, if you're loving it, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Now, I am excited to introduce you to the guest I've been telling you about, Julianne Bosch. Enjoy today's episode. So I've been married for 28 years. I'm very proud of that. And I moved 13 times and we lived on four continents. So when I talk about travel, I love every corner of the world. It definitely has made it much smaller. So dive in. Let's talk about it. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's so what so what continents did you live on? I lived in Asia. So I lived in Tokyo, Japan. I lived in Europe. So I lived in Dublin, Ireland. I lived in Latin America. So I lived in Mexico twice in Mexico City. And obviously I'm American. So I lived in North America. I lived in Florida, California, Texas. I mean, I've, I've, I've got a gamut of many states in the United States as well. And, <laughs> and, you know, I can say Texas is very different than California as different as Florida. So that is traveling in itself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I love that. I love that. And, and that's what I often say is, you know, traveling doesn't always have to be to some exotic places. I mean, even within your own state, there's places that many of us have never been or experienced. So I love that. Definitely. When you treat it like you're a a tourist in your own city, it's amazing. Like I didn't even know where I live down a back alley was a speakeasy. One of my friends that was traveling here was like, I really want to do this. And I was like, there is a speakeasy in my neighborhood. (laughs) So I'm telling you, dig in. So I love it. That's right. Oh my goodness. That is so fun. So now, when did all of these travels kick in for you? I mean, was was traveling something that you grew up doing? Well, I was a Navy brat. My dad was in the military. And so we moved quite a bit when I was when I was young, but he really lit the fire in me. I mean, he was the type that he made me travel. I mean, we went to Korea. We did my father had a unique opportunity with the Pentagon. He would 
kind of fly around to different hospital units because he was a trauma surgeon and he would assess care for the military abroad. And so even, you know, I had the unique opportunity when Ronald Reagan was shot, my dad was called in to kind of assess everything that was going on. So I got to go to Washington, D.C. because Ronald Reagan was shot. So that poor him, but I, I bonus, I got a bonus, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my dad just kind of, he, he brought me with him. And, and I think that's what got in my blood a little. And I ended up getting my master's at, it, it is no longer called this now because I'm older. It was called Thunderbird. So it's an international business school. And I got an MIM, a master's in international management and really met my husband there who was from Barcelona, Spain. And then from there on out, I was like, let's do it. And all of our jobs were abroad. And we said, well, do this for a little while. And then it just move number five happened and six and seven and eight. And we're like, Oh, you want us to go to Asia? Why not? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, what was this job that you guys did? Well, I can't say the corporation, but they have, many business units all over the world and you would burp them. Okay. Okay. And uh, you hold food in them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. So I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I got yeah, you. <laughs> and it was all over the world and very unique. I mean, same business model, but very unique to culture and color of, you know, what product line that they wanted to purchase. And, and so even that was a miracle because you thought you knew what everything was about a certain product, but you go and it's like, well, we don't need that. We need, you know, this to store our avocados, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. It's like, oh, so even that was just fascinating to me. Yeah, that's very cool. Out of curiosity, I mean, I any any destinations that you've either lived in or just traveled to that kind of stand out above the rest for, for one reason or another? Oh my gosh. You know how you'd like take those Facebook quizzes or whatever. And it asks you like all of the natural <laughs> wonders that you've seen. I mean, I've maxed, I maxed out. There's a still places no on my way. list. Yeah. But I will say, you know, I, I am humbled by India. India has people that are beautiful and they smile at you all the time and, you know, crazy spices that I'm like, what, what is that going on in my mouth? I didn't know it could get that hot. <laughs> you know, so that for, I, I just, the people were beautiful and they wanted to share with me all the time. But then, you know, I, I would go to something like my husband's family is from Barcelona, Spain. And even there, just there's a patriotism for the Catalan people that I'm appreciative to. It makes me understand. So I think wherever I went, I was always learning and I came back humbled. And I think the key is, is when you return is what gifts you bring back to those that want to hear about your journey. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. And and I do, I feel like, I feel like traveling is one of those things that, you know, we, we think of it in terms of, you know, oh my goodness, it's so fun. We're excited to go on vacation, but it really holds a deeper meaning. And, and I feel mm -hmm. I feel like the the world would be better if more people traveled and and not just travel, but literally, you know, experience and had an open mind to the cultures. And I feel like it just, you know, it kind of, I don't know, just makes you a better person to to learn and discover how different everyone is, yet how we're all the same also. Yeah. And and I think the beauty of that is too, is when you come back to where you're from. 
you've changed. Everybody else hasn't changed, but you've changed from that experience. And I think if we could pivot a little bit differently and hold a perspective of this is what I saw. Wow. We should be really grateful for X in our day to day, because I think that is something that just resonated with me a lot when I would come home from all of my journeys and, you know, I would get overwhelmed. I would come back and growing up at Target and Walmart and that wasn't really a big thing. And I come back and I'm like, Oh my God, 200 cereals, you know? (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, I I was exposed to, if maybe we got a granola somewhere, you know, so (laughs) I was eating white rice for breakfast and a, you know, fried egg (laughs) on top of it for a while, you know? So it's just, I, I think you come back to appreciate. And if you can bring back the little nuggets of, wisdom that you get from those other cultures, I think it would, like you said, it makes the the world global and you realize what you're experiencing, another mother or another father or another friend is experiencing in that culture or that country differently. But it's really simple. It's really yes. the basics, you know, and I share this with you, like uh, my neighbor in Japan, we always got into these philosophical conversations, <laughs> limited in my Japanese, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. But you know, we got into it every morning, she would get up and she would be cleaning and cleaning and cleaning, like they put water out and to clear the dust off of their front doorsteps and things like that. And I asked her and she said, you know, if everybody cleaned their front doorstep, the whole world would be clean. (laughs) And I I bring that back, you know, I tell I tell people, I was like, if we took care of our own areas, if we just, you know, clean that up. Yeah. How much better would would we have it? You know, it starts at home. Exactly. Exactly. No, I love that. I love that. That's so, such wisdom in such a simple statement, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So now in this journey of all these travels and stuff, at what point did you start, start a family? Well, boom, I was working in Mexico City and (laughs) my mother told me, Hey, it's going to take you about a year. It took me a while to get pregnant. And, you know, I didn't even think of it. I was like, Ooh, fun. You know, (laughs) like (laughs) we're going to get started on this. (laughs) I got pregnant within the first month and I got pregnant with twins. So a double whammy, a double whammy, (laughs) double gift. So it was our first expat experience. We were living in Mexico city and I was working and I, I was blessed with twins and it happened very quickly. And then I got a, oops, I got a third one. That was a surprise. (laughs) So so I am triply blessed uh, with all three of them, but that started 24 years ago. And they have only added to the color and the spice of all of those 13 moves because at some point it flipped and I was teaching them things. And then all of a sudden they are now teaching me things. So, Okay, so let's just pause for a moment. Okay. We've all been sitting there thinking, wow, this is amazing how lucky she was. And now we just learned, though, this piece of the puzzle that you were doing this as a mother, all these moves all over the world. And now I'm like, Whoa, she is just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was I was just listening to a podcast about Martin Luther King's mother, Alberta King. She okay. was the one that started the dream, but we've never heard about the mother in the background. You hear about no. Martin Luther King. So yep. I think I I am 
grateful for your comment. But at the, at the other side of it is ignorance is bliss. Sometimes I didn't know better and I hoped, but at the same time, I was doing it as a mother, given an opportunity to show my kids the world that I probably couldn't afford on my own had these companies not invested in my husband and I to ex- have those experiences. So I went into it a little bit more with curiosity and learning. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And I mean, I mean, to be honest, I, I look at your children and I think what a unique opportunity that they were given, you know, that's something that most of us don't get to experience, you know, especially growing up. And, And so I can only imagine that that has just made them even more incredible humans, you know, as they grew up and, and who they are today, having had that experience as children. Yeah. Yeah. And I look at them and I'm in awe because what we considered hard in our twenties they they do that with ease so they're not <laughs> making my they're not making my mistakes they're making their own mistakes but they just have a passion more to to make the world better and bring it home so recently like my son was you know he's the peon in in work right now okay. and he was put in charge of he had to bring lunch to the partners and everybody in the, the company. And he was telling me, he's like, well, you know, I live in Chicago. They kind of eat the same things. And so he's like, I'm going big. I'm going bold. I was like, oh, I pray for these poor people. <laughs> so, you know, he came around and collected everybody's lunch order. And he's like doing just some crazy stuff. And, you know, I don't know if he caused diarrhea to some of these people or something. But, you know, I mean, like he's finding the hole in the walls in the new place that he lives. Yes. And he's exposing them to foods that are normal for him yes. to eat. And they some have adopted it, some have not, but they are grateful for the experience. And I think <laughs> sometimes, you know, you need that person that has traveled the world just to show yes. you what dip and bop is from Korea or, you know, like a poke bowl, which, you know, some, some people just haven't been exposed to it. So I think it has made them grateful as well, but also it has, it's a definite like topic starter, you know, it it makes conversations and my kids love to meet new people and their networks are wide and far and deep because, <laughs> you know, they've had experiences like, oh, your mother's this and your father's this. How unique, you know? Yes, like, exactly. So I, I only see the gifts. I'm not going to lie. There were difficult times. There were things that happened that, you know, it's like we had to learn from it. We had to step back and we had to reassess and say, how are we going to charge forward? But it only made us as a as a unit very strong. Like I am super proud of them. I never went through a phase as a parent to say, Oh, I don't like my kids right now. Like that, <laughs> that baffled me a little bit when I would hear parents say that. So I'm blessed in that sense, but um, I'm not going to lie. There were, there were challenges in there. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I believe that in life, whether it's us individually as a person or as a unit in a family, I do believe that it's whatever challenges it is that we go through, it does make us better, stronger people or stronger units. And and mm-hmm. I look at I look at my my own life in my situation where, you know, I my my parents, even my grandparents, they're not so much like parents or gra- they're like best friends. 
And, and, you know, and I look at that with, with me, with, with, with my, my mom and dad and, you know, my sister. And I say, I'm like, we're all just like friends more than, more than, you know, parents and, and children. And I feel like it's, it's a fact of, you know, we, we've gone through a lot together, but we've always yeah. stayed together, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that's what spurred, you know, how, how we got our conversation here is for you and I to talk is I was turning 50, which is in my brain. I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's half of a hundred. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I was kind of dreading it. And then a cousin of mine was diagnosed with anaplastic thyroid cancer. And she said, you know, Julie, I am praying to make it that my only goal is for the next birthday and then the next birthday and then the next birthday. And it shook me. It really shook me of how blessed that family unit is. And instead of getting a gift, I wanted to give my kids a gift. So if something was to happen, I, I wrote this book about my pieces of advice. And I wrote how a mother took her first step on the moon so that it could help other mothers and other first-time parents to kind of document and be intentional in their discovery of life a little bit. So I write a little short story of something crazy that happens to me. I give my piece of advice and not telling you, do this. It's it's just to spur the neural pathways to think a little bit outside your box. And then I ask you to journal in the book a powerful question that like, what does integrity mean to you? And what I'm finding is, is from the responses from parents, they're like, wow, yes, you've traveled the world and you've done these things, but you made it so simple to understand and process. And then I now have a game plan. And I think that's what our parents do. They leave a mark. Yes. And we want that spark and we want that initial thought process. But I, I know probably they've done something. You're like, I am not going to do what my parents did. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't want them. I don't want parents and I don't want my own kids to read that advice and say, you know, this is what my mom's telling me to do. I want you to kind of brainstorm. I want you to pull the best pieces of everybody's advice and their thought processes and then create your own wheel of life and decide how you're going to like get on that freeway so it runs smoothly and works for you and your family. But be intentional as a parent. Yes, I love that. I love that. So talking about about your book, have you always been a writer? I mean, do you consider yourself a writer? I mean, because undergoing a, the idea of writing a book is a pretty big task. Okay. Well, no, I did not consider okay. myself a writer. <laughs> I, okay. Throughout my children's 24 years of life, I would document memories. I would write down scratch notes in my computer, on a journal, in places of things because I had the worst memory. And I thought, oh God, if I don't write it down, I'm never going to... <laughs> I'm never going to remember these things. And so when my cousin gave me this news, I said, what am I going to do about it? Instead of like giving this gift of to my children, but I want to create this like as the best decade ever. My 50s is my best decade ever with that kind of Jim Carrey that yes, I'm going to say yes to everything. So yes. <laughs> I put together this book in two months. It's not like, you know, a 500 page novel. It's 160 pages of beach read, but it's funny. And it just, I really wanted something that kind of gave you some of my experiences living abroad. I am not a writer, but I hope 
I hope it encourages moms to kind of laugh at themselves a little bit and say, oh, well, that happened to her and she was in Asia. Oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in Iowa <laughs> and it's not that bad, you know? <laughs> but it has spurred me to say yes to writing now a second book. And I'm writing it. It's a spoof off of the first one. And it's how how she took her first steps on the moon. And I interviewed moms all over the world now and got their pieces of advice. So I will say to you, book writing is daunting. I'm learning. I'm curious. But it has also charged me to kind of walk the walk. If I don't keep exploring and then keep, you know, like Neil Armstrong and taking that first step, what do I expect my kids to do at 50? You know, if if they're going to stop learning and they're going to stop being curious, then I didn't set a good example. And so book writing is daunting, but it is possible. Everything is possible. It may, I'm assuming that book two is going to be better written than (laughs) than (laughs) book one. But, you know, I did it in two months and I'm very proud of what I accomplished. And that I think is just, I'm just going to leave it at that, that I'm really proud of what uh, was put to print. And now it is in the Library of Congress and I can't take it back. It's in the libraries (laughs) and in Amazon. (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. I love that. So what was your kid's reaction when you told them that you were writing this book? Well, I have three and I have three reactions. Like I had one of joy. Okay. Okay. One of like, (laughs) oh crap, mom, what did you do? And then, (laughs) you know, one that like dug in and read the whole thing and said, well, that's not how I remember it. And I said, okay, (laughs) then it's your story to write story, you know, do the contra of how a mother took her first step on the moon, like write it from your perspective. (laughs) So I had like a range of responses, but yet it provoked conversation. And I hope that's what it does. (laughs) Even this world, it's new to me. I, you know, I just sat down two nights ago with, three black men from Brooklyn. Would I ever have had that conversation about motherhood and how important parenting <laughs> is if I hadn't written the book? No. No. But I welcome it. I love that I had these conversations and I love that they are, you know, he's like, how do you talk about pregnancy at 14, 15? And I don't want my daughter to get pregnant. <laughs> and she's four, you know, yes, like yes, <laughs> yes. Kids, they, she's four. And I said, so start now, have the conversations, go into the supermarket, show her how much expensive, how expensive diapers are. Talk to her about <laughs> formula, go, dang, it's expensive to raise a kid. You know, you yep. don't want that unless that responsibility, unless you're ready for it. Cause kids are beautiful and it's a wonderful part of your life, but be ready for it. Be ready and intentional. And I guarantee you, yeah, that's not what they're going to be thinking about when they meet that person. And they're like, wow, he's cute. And I really like him. But (laughs) it will be that nagging thing in the back, like protect yourself because you're not ready for that. So dad showed me how expensive those diapers and formula are. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. But, but it's true. And, and, and I love the, like, you know, what you're saying is this, this thing of, by by taking a step outside of our comfort zone, by having the courage to do something maybe that seems a little crazy, it opens mm-hmm. doors to new opportunities. Yeah. You know, that that we honestly don't even understand are possible, you know, when we start. Yeah. And and isn't that you know, mirroring what we talked about in the beginning of a journey of, you know, you don't know, you think Italy is a certain way, or you think Thailand is a certain way. And you get there and you're like, Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, let me tell you motherhood. There were moments like I was like, Oh, 
what do I do about that now? You know, like, <laughs> so I think you, you go into these things with a little bit of trepidation. There is fear, but once you've done it, I mean, you, you know, sit down at that press release when they're a press junket, when you come back and, you know, Neil Armstrong was talking about all the great things of taking that first step, the journey well lived, you, you, you come back and you're just like, yeah, I'm really proud of that. So we've talked about all the travels you've done. We've talked about you becoming now an author with your book. We've talked about motherhood. And I'm looking at you now and I'm wondering, what is what is life like for you today? After these 13 moves, I moved back to the United States and I went back into kind of my old profession and I went back into financial planning and kind of the financial world again. And then COVID hit. And I was supposed to take a uh, final course in person. And back then I was like, they said, we only are offering it online. And I said, oh, God forbid, I can't take a class online. <laughs> Fast forward two years. So anyway, they yes. <laughs> they refunded my money because I refused to take it online, which I'm, I giggle about that okay. now. And so I had this extra money and I was like, ah, you know, I, I have my kids back at home. And I just, I was feeling in a funk. Uh, we had just moved from, at that time, Ireland. And I was a little bit in a funk living back in the United States. I wasn't meeting new people that thought outside the box that challenged me. It was kind of the same old, same old. And I said, shame on you. That's your own fault. So I really stumbled into coactive coaching. And it's a different kind of coaching in, you know, you, you hear about these life and career coaches and yes, that is a piece of what I am, but the coactive method is more about accountability. And as a mom and as a person that has moved around the world, I really enjoyed it actually, because I was learning and I was meeting people all over the world. And so it spurred me into a, another occupation. So I left the financial world behind and I became a career and life coach using the coactive method. And it has fueled my life to meeting people. You know, I have clients in Korea, I have clients in Europe, I have clients now in Mexico, Canada. So I'm still an expat, but from Zoom. Yes, yes, I love it. <laughs> all of my all of my clients come to me from all over the world, and we I find that if we work on things that are happening within the home, the career part is easy. So they mirror. It's happy wife, happy life. You know, it's yes, the same. Yes. <laughs> so I use some of the techniques. From that, but also from my travels, I'm able to kind of tap into people's cultural differences. I'm able to talk to them about their physical environment that may cause stress or harm and not able to kind of see different perspectives to to pivot into a different area of their life to find fulfillment. And it is really gratifying. I am meeting wonderful people and I don't have to work. I'm fortunate in that. I don't have to work or, or choose clients. I get to kind of have that boutique experience right now. Yes. The people that I work with are people I want to be with and I want to know more about. And it's mirroring what the last 28 years of marriage has been for me is just that exploration and that journey. And so I'm a fulfilled life and career coach, but um, yeah. I'm humbled that people actually seek me out and yes, want to work with me. So that's, it's created a second career for me, which I'm, I'm just blessed. Yeah. Well, that's phenomenal. And I love this. And I think to myself, like 
it's something that only, you know, somebody like you who's traveled all over and lived all over the world, like who better than to work with people all over the world? Because like you said, like even, you know, I mean, it's easy, you know, thinking about, you know, oh, life and business, but like you said, the cultural differences and, and all of that is just, that's really interesting. And there's subtle signs that, you know, if, if we tap into it, like, for example, a Japanese person, they'll agree with you. But if you, if you have these signs of maybe of them sucking their teeth, like, you know, there's this, they're thinking about it. Doesn't mean they necessarily agree with you and they'll never say that to you. But if you hear that sound, (laughs) it's, there's some trepidation. There's, I'm not so sure that that's the direction I'm going to go. So it's things that I've lived in practical experiences that I'm recognizing like, Hey, what was that? Let's talk about that. And, um, people are like, God, you're always like watching me. You know? <laughs> I think I bring that into my, my coaching practice and, and people are really seen and heard. Yes. I'm privileged to work with a variety of people and it they're from, you know, high level CEOs, executives to, I, I have recently taken on to college graduates because I want to. And it's it's thrilling to me to see what beautiful people are out in the world and what gifts that they have and they're presenting to us. And they just haven't tapped into that full potential of what they can do with those gifts. And so that's where I come in and I hold them accountable to those action items. And uh, I'm seeing them put things out that I'm just like, wow, this world is going to be better than when I lived in it at 20, you know, because they're being creative and they're resourceful about where they, they know their strengths. And I don't know if we, we were taught that (laughs) many, many, many years ago. And, uh, it's something new. And I think because the world is chaotic, we're having to, to put the equation differently and that's okay. Yes. Yes. You know, as, as I listen to you and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, we 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 touched on this earlier when you talked about the book that you've written and you talked about this, you know, being a mother and now talking about this as a coach is I look at you and I think you truly embody this this idea of using the gifts that we've been given to now be a gift to someone else. Yeah. And and I look at that and I think, wow, what a beautiful way that you've been able to use this unique life that you've been blessed to live to now really be a help to others all over the world. Yeah. And, and like motherhood, you need to be intentional and, and it's how you use those gifts. I mean, not everybody's going to appreciate it. Not everybody's going to like the gift that you're giving, but it's the intention. It's the intent that I think is fascinating that, you know, you, you can, put these things out and it can be received or it can't. But I think that's half the beauty in us being unique individuals is that we are given the opportunity to receive it and how you receive it. So yeah, thank you for this conversation. Yeah. It's just been fun and exciting. To, you yeah. know? <laughs> well, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, listen for anyone interested in, in whether just learning more about you, your books, you as a coach, where can people go to learn more? Sure. It's very simple to mothersfirststep.com is where you can find the book. You can learn more about my coaching practice. 
yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for you to come and have a conversation with me. That is where it starts. Okay, wonderful. I love it. I will be sure that your links, all your information are, are left in the episode show notes for easy access. For anyone interested in diving a little bit deeper into your amazing self, first and foremost, thank you so much for just blessing me and my listeners with with the opportunity to to learn about your life. And like I said, you're just you're like a ray of sunshine. And I just look at you again and I think, what an awesome example. When we've been given gifts in life, don't just keep them for us, but give them. And in return, the favor to the world. And that's what I view you as doing. Oh, thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate that. And it's such a gift. You know, I look at you and we have this admiration for each other because I'm like, wow, (laughs) somebody that, you know, was faced with adversity, you know, you went blind at a young age, but yet you switched it around. And now you're having these powerful conversations and you're discussing things. If it makes a mark or a, or a difference for one person, then you and I have mattered. Our gift has mattered. And so I hope that that is how your listeners look at everything that you put into your podcast, Kevin, because it is a gift. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, for, for you listening today, I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. And, you know, more so mirroring what, mirroring what Julianne has just said, you know, that is the purpose of this podcast is that you will hear something, not the whole interview, but just something that will make a difference in your life and the ultimate goal of making tomorrow a little bit better than today. And that's the lowdown with Kevin Lowe. I hope today's episode inspired you, motivated you and excited you to get out and enjoy life no matter what obstacles may be standing in the way.